Hello, welcome back to the Hip Bodies podcast. It's your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and I am sick. Gosh, y'all, it's not worth it. I went to the bounce house last week with my kids. It's just this facility with a bunch of bounce houses in it. And it's already like a frustrating place to go because you spend a fortune to get, not a fortune, but it's $18 for my two kids to go there. And then all they want to do is try to play with the video games, which costs more money. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. You guys don't know how to play these yet. Like, I'm not going to do it, you know? So then I'm just like trying to convince them to play on the things we came to play with. And then we all caught a disgusting bug. And I'm just like, never again, literally never again. So anyway, that's why I sound terrible. And I'll be pausing to cough several times throughout, but you know what? We're going to push through and I'm going to give you a new podcast episode today. You're welcome. Um, If you're new here and you're like, who is this negative Nancy? Hi, (laughs) Um, my name's Chelsea. I started a workout group back in 2017 called Hit Bodies. And so I work out live every day and just bring everyone along on the fitness journey. And with that, like it's a lot of girl talk. It's a lot of fun stuff. And so the podcast allows me to dive a bit deeper into everything. So this brings me to this this week's update because I got a lot. So if you don't know, we started like Lazy Girl Low Carb. It's a super, like I, I can give you a guide, so to speak, for five days of just like lazy girl eating. So I was prepping for that last week and I was just writing out a lot of my meals, calculating the macros for a lot of the meals Because I really feel like, okay, I've like found a nice groove with lazy girl, low carb eating. um, And I was making really nice progress with with it. However, um, one of the things that I noticed is I had a tendency to slip in some extras. So let me tell you some of those examples. Like five spoonfuls of peanut butter with Lily's chocolate chips. That's like a lot of, it's actually like a lot of calories. Okay. Like, and that's just like one little extra. And then like, so all these little extras I was doing, if I were to estimate, I believe I was eating well over 2,500 calories a day. So I logically know that I, I just, I have to track my food period. I, um, in the beginning of a fitness journey, I think setting some boundaries around food is really good for creating new habits. And oftentimes it'll naturally regulate your intake enough to get you to make progress without feeling too miserable. And I think that I have been an example of that for the past, you know, year and a half or so. But at the point I'm at now, I feel like my appetite exceeds what I need to do to get the last bit of this weight off. Um, Now, that being said, I'm still, I've been making progress, but... I'll tell you what, I um I started tracking my food on Friday and I've gone down to like what the recommended number to be in a calorie deficit is for me using this um this TDEE calculator and I have a good estimation of my body fat percentage and stuff like that, so it should be a fairly accurate number. And I have been doing that f- just since Friday and today is Monday and already I'm down a few pounds. Like it it might be like too aggressively low. I'm eating around, like just about 1700 calories. 1673 calories a day is like what I'm aiming for and so somewhere in the high 1600s to 1700 calories a day is what I've been eating. And um yeah. Yeah, I would say like okay, this this is going to make an impact whether I'm eating low carb or not. 
I'm going to start tracking my food just to be really intentional. And I'll tell you what it's inspired me to do. Have you ever heard of reverse dieting? I did this back in the day. And, you know, truthfully, since I've had kids, like even after I had my first kid, I've never felt motivated to do it again because tracking my food is so annoying. But this whole thing um, and seeing like, okay, just whatever, hear, hear me out. So you track your food, right? And so you know how much you're eating. And basically what you do with reverse dieting is just the opposite. Like imagine like, let's say you weigh like 200 pounds and then, you know, you're eating like 1800 calories a day and you hit a plateau and you're not losing weight anymore. So you drop it down a little bit more or, you know, increase the exercise or whatever to like kind of keep gradually bringing that calorie intake down to reach your goal, right? So you just do the exact opposite because your body is going to adapt in both directions. So, you know, if you start at like 1700 calories a day, you go to 1800 and then 1900 and then 2000 and you kind of keep working that number up and letting your body adapt to that new intake without putting body fat on. And so it just motivated me because I remember there was a point where I had reverse dieted so well that I didn't need to track my food at all anymore. And I was maintaining a body I felt really confident in and I could eat a very balanced diet and all that kind of stuff, right? So with all that being said, I'm at a point now where I'm go- I'm tracking my food. Um, and I, I don't, it's not my favorite thing to do. I've been very vocal about how I hate tracking my food, but I feel like it's come at this perfect time for me to kind of finish my weight loss journey and then reverse diet. And that's kind of the direction I'm going to go right now. So right now I'm eating 1600 calories a day or 1673. And it's a it's on the lower carb end. So I'm eating around 100 grams of carbs a day and about 140 to 150 grams of protein a day. And then I want to say, I can't remember the exact fat amount, but I want to say it's like 75 grams of fat. So it's not super low carb, but it's also, I wouldn't consider it a moderate carb intake either. That's where I'm at right now. And that's what I'm doing. If you want to calculate your macros using the same website, it's tdeecalculator.net. I really like that website. So you put in, whether you're male or female, your age, your weight, your height, your activity, and then you can put in your body fat percentage, which does help determine the number. So just as an FYI. I have been using this tool called Me360. It's an app. Uh, You can download it. It's totally free but it scans your body and it gives you your measurements, your waist, your hips, your legs, your arms, your chest, everything. Um, And you do it wearing as little clothes as you're comfortable with. It's not like an actual picture. It's like a scan. And so it also uses all of that data to calculate a body fat percentage. So I think that's pretty cool. And it's been pretty in line with both my body fat estimation that's on the scale I have at home and the body fat percentage estimation from my DEXA scan. So I'm excited to, con- you know, I, I think some of this data can be really motivating for some people. It's it's overwhelming. It's stupid. And I get it. I kind of go through like each end of phases, but I feel like when I'm working towards something, having data that validates what I'm working toward is just really helpful, you know? So that is kind of like my weight loss journey update. I have hit like a new low for me, which is 156 pounds. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'll keep you posted as time goes on. And I, so that using that Me360 app 
I'm so impressed with the progress that I've made just the first couple weeks of February without tracking my food. So I'm excited to see the progress that I can make in the next couple of weeks while continuing to track my food. Because I'm not eating like a crazy low amount, but I can tell that just in the short time I've been doing it, it's made a significant difference. So yeah, I think it's going to be really helpful. Um, Let's see. What else was I going to talk to you about? Oh my gosh, the funniest thing happened. Like this is just really random, but I just wanted to share this story because I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, I was just, okay, so my daughter's one and, you know, it's just, the best way I can explain it is it's just whatever impulsive thought comes into her head, she's gonna do it, you know? And she constantly lifts up, lifts up my shirt to nurse. But like last night along the way, she's lifting up my shirt and she sees my belly button and she looks at it for like half a second and then takes her finger and rams it into my belly button like kind of hard. Like it wasn't, I I didn't like it. And like everyone's belly button is like kind of sensitive, but it was just like, it was one of those things where I'm like watching this play out. Like she didn't have a desired outcome. She was just like, what is this? it's a hole and I can stick my finger in it. You know what I mean? It was so, so funny. So just so, I don't know. And it made me think about like impulsive thoughts like we have as adults and like how, you know, how often do you give into those things? I don't know if you've ever been in that section of TikTok where people have like, when my impulsive thoughts win and it's like them doing something just, I don't know, just like, it's like satisfying, but kind of weird, you know? And like, I get it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't really have any examples of impulsive thoughts like that that I feel the need to give into. But if I do think of any over the next week, I'm going to write them down and I want you to do the same and share them with me because I am extremely curious. Um, This week was Valentine's Day and it was really special. I really enjoyed it. Kevin was like weirdly excited for Valentine's Day. So I wanted to make it special. I had never really made it special before for anyone. Um, But the way he had so much excitement for Valentine's Day, I was like, I'm going to do it up. So I decorated the table a bunch. I made cinnamon rolls for breakfast. I had little Valentine's baskets for the kids. I really wanted to make it super special for them. And I would say it was a success. It was like a very just wonderful Valentine's Day. I made a special dinner for Cameron. I made like an Asian salmon for him with, um, I think, was it asparagus? I think it was asparagus and rice and stuff like it. Cameron, just any Asian meal and then combining Asian and seafood. Because I don't do seafood a lot. I don't know if you've ever noticed that about me, like in the meals I share and stuff. I just, to me, seafood is expensive and then simultaneously not that filling. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I, I have to eat so much of it to feel full. So yeah, anyway, I'm not a, I don't cook fish a lot, but I made some Asian salmon and it wasn't one like a recipe. I actually just picked up like at my local grocery store, they often have these like little salmon fillets that are on a plank and then you just like throw them in the oven. And you guys, these are so good. You do have to watch out though. Cause like this one, I didn't realize how much sugar it had in it. Like it was, I mean, obviously it's like an Asian glaze. Like that's the thing about Asian food. Okay. It gets all this credit for being like light and whatever, but it's like all the sauces are like so sugary. And from what I hear, authentic, like if you're actually eating in Asia, I've never been, but I have heard that it's not like that if you're actually there. And I have this ex-boyfriend, he was like, who's a quarter Japanese. So his grandma was like full Japanese. And I would say his mom brought a lot of that culture into their household. I had the pleasure of enjoying 
what I consider to be like true Japanese food at their house. And it was, yeah, all delicious, wonderful. But you know what it wasn't? It wasn't overly sweet. I remember the thing that she made a lot was that like, like a Japanese curry. If you've never had a Japanese curry, oh my gosh, it's so good. And she actually used, um, it was like a packet. She used a lot. It was almost like, so it was like basically taking the ingredients of stew and then using this, I think it was, yeah, I'm like, I just looked it up. Golden curry. Have you ever seen that? It's so good with like the potatoes and the beef or the chicken or whatever. So good. I loved that. Anyway, I'm just like going on a rant now about Asian food. Okay, so it's talking about Valentine's Day. That's right. So anyway, it was a really special Valentine's Day. The way I made it special for my husband is I cleaned as much as I could. Like that's, that is how I speak my husband's love language is just do my best cleaning. It will never be enough to impress him. Does that make sense? Like he'll be impressed when he can see I put effort in, but it's not like he's ever going to be like, wow, this is like a really good, and I, I get that now, you know, like to really blow him away, I, I bring a cleaner in to like scrub the toilets and like, you know what I mean? But like, but I can like put things away and make it tidy. And that satisfies me too. Like I enjoy that. Like who doesn't like walking into a tidy room? So yeah, that was like my gift to him and that made him happy. His birthday is actually this week. And if you don't know this about my husband, every year on his birthday, he gets stupid drunk. I don't love it. It's, it's one of my, it's definitely lower on my list of, I, yeah, I don't like it. Um, but it's his birthday. He is a grown man. I want him to enjoy himself. He is turning 36 and I am a spring chicken at 34. So we have a few months where I am two years younger than him. So I like to soak up these few months. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I am still over here panicking on what to get him. I was on Instagram on this girl's page. Her name's, if if you look it up, it's Operation Nikki. And she does a lot of like self-care, cleaning, just like living an aesthetic life is the best way I can say it. Like she's, when she takes a bath, it will put every bath you've ever taken to shame. When she like cleans her kitchen, you will feel like, oh my God, I've literally never cleaned my kitchen like that in my life. Even a brand new house isn't even that clean. You know what I'm saying? Like she gives her sink an iced lemonade. Okay. So it's like, she does like a full blown scrub down of her sink. This is like every night when she like, whatever. Right. So she scrubs it. She uses like, um, like those electric scrubbers. Right. So it's like, at that point you would think like you're done, right? Like you've literally scrubbed your sink, like you're good. But no, she like does the baking soda thing. She puts a bunch of ice and lemons in her garbage disposal and turns it on. And it like, I would imagine makes it smell really nice. Uh, Just so many things that are just next level. Lots of like every time she puts stuff in her fridge, like does like a, you know, restock, a weekly restock. She's doing a deep clean of her fridge. She and she kind of words it as like, I take really good care of my stuff. Okay, again, I'm going on a rant. I'm just talking about this girl's page. My point is I was looking at her page and I was like, ooh, I'm going to look for gifts for Cameron. Like Cameron would love if I was this kind of woman. You know what I mean? So I went and I looked on her like Amazon recommendations to see like, okay, like are there any cleaning products that would make Cameron really excited? Because my husband bought a steam mop and the way this has brought so much joy to my husband's life, like he loves his steam mop. So 
I went on her page. Do you know? And I just was, I was so like, I, I didn't know that vacuums could cost as much as her. And she has so many different kinds of vacuums. Like she has like, like a mattress vacuum. She has like a vacuum for, you know, just like vacuuming up a countertop, like, or like a dresser, you know, kind of like, I guess we're vacuuming up like dust and crumbs, like that type of thing. Vacuums for everything, right? I, her like, like some of her like main vacuums, they're like a thousand dollars. I'm sorry, what? What? Yeah, so anyway, I didn't find anything. I was actually thinking about getting Cameron because he loves his steam mop so much. I thought he might like one of those like steam shot things where you can kind of get in the nooks and crannies of like, you know, sinks and windowsills and stuff like that. will like loosen everything up. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I, I getting Cameron gifts is so stressful. I'm a terrible gift giver. I hate it. I stress out about it. You know, my son has a birthday party in a couple weeks and just like if you send out a birthday invitation, just make an Amazon list, please. I'm over here like stressing. I don't know what to, I, oh, I, I don't know why I stress about it, but every kid is so different. And like, as kids get older, you know, cause I was asking Kevin, I was like, so is he into Hot Wheels? No, he's not into Hot Wheels. I'm like, so is he more of like a superhero kid? Not really. What else is there? Like, I thought kids kind of go in that direction. Like, Hot Wheels are superheroes. That's all I've been introduced to. I'm like, what? So is he still like, I feel like most kids by Kevin's age have now kind of, I don't want to say outgrown their construction phase, but like the construction garbage truck age definitely was like heavy in the late ones, twos and threes. And now it's like, okay, it's Hot Wheels. It's, you know, that kind of stuff. It's not to say he still plays with his construction stuff, but it's not the obsession that it once was. But as a mom, I only know what I've seen. So it's very, I, I just like don't, I don't, I don't think like a four or five year old boy. Anyway, so I'm, I'm stressing about that. I'm probably going to like, I'm either not going to go, which Kevin is always down to not go. The way that boy is my son. Canceled plans is his love language. Like not having to go somewhere. Yes, please. That is him. Oh my gosh, I'm in a, okay, I don't, I don't, I'm not on Reddit, like, I don't have a Reddit account. I might have a Reddit account, but I've, like, never posted anything, but occasionally I do love scrolling things because I like seeing if people have similar opinions as I do on, like, a show, or maybe there was, like, some influencer drama, you know, and, like, people talk about, like, I'm gonna be honest, a lot of those people that spend a lot of time on Reddit, they have serious problems, like, serious problems, like, the ones that, like like they spend so much time hating someone that they're now listening to every podcast, paying attention to every social media post and then talking about it on Reddit. I'm like, you're insane. Like it, it what? You know, like if I don't like something, I just try not to interact with it. But like for me, there are certain things that I just find interesting. Like I'm still a human. I like a little bit of gossip here and there. And so when something's like interesting going on, I go on Reddit. And I don't know how I ended up on Young Sheldon Reddit, but I get these notifications and it's terrible because I'm not very far. And so I just get these notifications that are flat out spoilers and it's killing me. But anyway, if you haven't watched Young Sheldon, I I was not a Big Bang Theory fan, but I love Young Sheldon. It's just such a great light show, you know, it's, it, and Kevin loves it. It's just, you got to watch it. Give it a chance. 
So what else did we do this week? I'm, I kind of, I mean, we didn't do anything this weekend because I was feeling like death. I definitely, whatever this bug is, I got it worse than the kids. Like the kids are kind of fine. Like they have a little bit of snot, but like you would, you know, it just seems like the usual toddler snot, right? Like it's not that big of a deal. But me, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. And you know what the worst part was? I didn't have a fever. I had the chills, but no fever. So I looked like a faker. And not that Cameron was, like, accusing me of faking, but he's kind of like, like, really? You Like, are you really feeling that bad? Like, he felt like I was leaning into it. You know what I'm like? I'm not leaning into it. I cannot function right now. But it was really nice because I actually, and maybe I was leaning into it, I just got to relax. Like, so many times over the last several years of being a mom, I have been under the weather and still had to mom like I felt fine. Uh, this is random, but I'm, you know, this, that's me. I'm always random. I joined a step bet. Are you familiar with these? So it's kind of like a diet bet, but let's be real. Diet bets are stressful. So a step bet is where you put in, like in this case, I put in 20 bucks and the diet, the step bet starts tomorrow. And I, it, everyone's step goal is different. Like it's not like everyone has to get 10,000 steps a day. It's like, and this is what's funny about me. Like if it's not 10,000 steps a day, I'm a failure. That's like how I've looked at it. And it's kind of nice because this thing is giving me a goal of like 7,500 steps a day. And then like two days a week getting over 9,000 something, right? So I don't know. It's kind of nice like, oh, okay, yeah, like that is good for me. And so basically each time you do it, like as you gradually increase your steps, it's going to keep making that goal higher and higher based on what you've been doing with your steps. The one thing I will say is it only syncs with like Samsung Health, Apple Health, and Fitbit, I believe. I just mentioned that because some people haven't been able to get it to sync with their watches. So I have like a really like a cheapo whatever tracker from Amazon. It's 20 bucks, but it syncs to my Apple Health. So I'm able to get the data to step bet that way. Um, The thing that's like stressing me... Oh, and then here's the way it works. So each week someone's disqualified. So not, okay, if everyone hits their steps, then no one's disqualified. But whoever got the lowest out of the people who didn't hit their step goals every day, then the lowest one is disqualified. And so basically you're going to split the pot with those who are left at the end. So anyway, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I think it will be a nice goal. I'm trying to be more active. You know, as I think about like my long-term goals here with my fitness journey. I'm trying to get to a point where like, when I think again, long-term, like I'm not trying to do this tomorrow, but like, I'd love for like 15,000 steps a day to be my normal. And I'd love to be able to run a mile. I don't know. Like I say that, but then I'm like, and I'm sure I could run a mile, but like, I just, I don't think I actually care that much about that. Can I, I'm gonna take that back. I don't care about running a mile. I really don't like I'll never, you guys like running a marathon, people who want to do, I don't get it. I'm sorry, I don't get it. Yeah, I just want to get to a point where I can maintain a body I feel confident in, have a, you know, decent food intake where I feel like I can live a normal life and maintain my body and that kind of stuff. Like that's where I'm trying to go. That's like my long-term goal. And with that, I do want to be a more active human and just get off my butt as much as I can. I feel like I'm rambling about stupid stuff. Let's let's move on to some of the core topics of this podcast. So, 
a meal I'm loving. I'm bring, you know, I kind of brought this back last week, but I definitely wanted to bring it back this week because I made the most amazing jerk chicken with mango salsa and coconut rice. Let's start with the coconut rice. I wouldn't make that again. It's so when you add a can of coconut milk to your rice, you're adding 700 calories to your rice. Okay, let's start there. Number two, uh, it doesn't taste that good. It's just like, it's not worth it. Like I would rather have regular rice. Okay. Mango salsa, always a hit. The jerk chicken I made, you know, I'm a little sad because I feel like it didn't bring the punch that I wanted it to bring. And I don't know if I needed to marinate it longer or whatever, but I definitely, if you are going to make jerk chicken, doing a homemade marinade is the key. Is this the one? No. I, so I'm not going to share this recipe just because the coconut rice was like, Bleh. and the, the jerk chicken, I feel like it didn't bring the punch that I wanted it to bring. So I will look for a different recipe and I will continue trying them because we love jerk chicken with mango salsa in this house. I'll tell you the mango salsa because that part is easy. Diced mangoes. I use sweet red bell peppers and then red onions and cilantro and then a little bit of lime juice over the whole thing. I don't add jalapenos because I... I like my jerk chicken to be spicy. I like my mango salsa to be sweet. So I don't add any heat to it. And that was like, I felt like my jerk chicken was not very spicy. But with all that being said, even though it wasn't like a slam dunk recipe, it was really, really good and totally hit the spot. It just felt fresh. It felt light. It was delicious. The other like balanced meal that I made this week, I tried a half-baked harvest recipe. You know, there's I've talked about this in the past there's like so many like she's got a reddit page actually and I've been down that rabbit hole I don't know how I feel about her I'm not like every recipe I've tried from her I'm like "Eh, it wasn't amazing I don't know I feel like she's so good at food styling like she makes her food like the pictures and the videos look so good but the recipe itself is always like "Eh." I don't know so the one I made I made a poblano chicken tortilla soup. And I have another recipe from her this week that I'm trying. We'll see how it tastes. It's like a sweet potato chipotle chowder. It sounds amazing. And I'm going to add chicken to it for some protein. But though, anyway, this poblano, I've been looking for like a tortilla soup recipe that can be like my ride or die because I need that. Like I need a really good chicken tortilla soup recipe and I don't have one. So if you have one, send it to me. My kids love chicken tortilla soup. I love chicken tortilla soup, but I just like have not found a good one. And actually, I'll just tell you. So like there was a restaurant in Kent, Washington called El Charo, and they had the best chicken tortilla soup. I don't know if the restaurant's still around. I don't know if their tortilla soup is the same, but like I will forever be like on a hunt for a recipe that's as good as that one. So anyway, this one, it was, it had like a bunch of enchilada sauce in it and salsa verde. And I was like, this sounds pretty good. And it was just so... Eh, like I, I don't know. I was disappointed in it, and I feel like I've always feel that way. Her recipes are always so complicated, and then like not that good. You know, we'll see. I'm gonna give this sweet potato chowder a shot, and if it's not good, I'm I don't think I'll like ever make one of her recipes again. You know what I will say? One of her recipes that was really good. I made a buffalo, of course, buffalo chicken, buffalo chicken egg roll, and it was amazing. So I would recommend that. Okay, yeah. There's the baked baked chipotle cheddar sweet potato chowder that sounds good right Cameron was like never make soup again because last night oh my god Casey so the kids loved the soup last night by the way um 
However, Casey did knock it over and it splattered so far, like probably 10 feet. It was like on the couch, on the wall. It was very messy. And he's like, literally, no, let's like never do soup again. The little does he know, I, I absolutely have another soup recipe. And maybe I'll just make it tonight and get it over with. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Plus, it just sounds so good because I'm still sick, you know? Okay, next up is what are we doing inside hip bodies? It's the same as last week. It's been great. The Fit Girl February has been so awesome. This is our final week of it. And then I'm going to do just like a little break week. Not like we're not working on it. It's going to be like a wild card week where we just kind of do whatever. And then we're going to go into our March like challenge. I'm still figuring out the exact vibe for March, but I'll tell you this. It's going to be awesome. Everybody's been saying they loved the 21 run challenge that I did back in 2021. So I'm going to go back and refresh my memory on what I did on that because I don't remember at all. But I'll let you know um, because that's probably going to be the inspiration for this challenge, assuming I like it. I thought I would kind of add like something I've been influenced by. So I've been getting these ads for this agency skincare. And so they have a free trial for 30 days. And I'm, you guys know, I'm kind of a sucker for skincare. So agency skincare is owned by Curology, but it's anti-aging skincare. Like say less, I'm in, right? So the free 30-day trial, you have to pay $5 for... I don't know, to like, what's the word? Just like do it, right? To, they, to For them to ship it. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word for shipping, Chelsea, for shipping. Anyway, um, I fill, you fill out like a whole quiz and like a whole thing. You take pictures of your skin and then they send you a formula based on that. So I'm kind of excited to try it out. Um, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted how I like it. I'm just always down to try new skincare. I had a lot of fun when my mom got me the Ulta advent calendar and I tried so many different things I I just feel like tretinoin I feel like I'm getting to the age where it's time does anybody else use tretinoin I don't currently I think you're not supposed to use it while you breastfeed is that true tretinoin breastfeeding let's see breastfeeding should be avoided oh probably low risk you know, the the thing is, like, the point I'm at in breastfeeding, am I even breastfeeding anymore? Like, I'm a pacifier. I'm a human pacifier. I don't feel like I'm really nursing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I nurse more frequently than when she was a newborn, but I am providing far less milk, you know? Anyway, anyway, that's what's going on over here. Um, to wrap this podcast up, we're going to do an unpopular opinion. I am going to bring up Reddit again. This is the second time I've talked about Reddit on this podcast, but I love looking at the Reddit unpopular opinions. Um, there was this one and I'm going to read it and I just, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And it said, amicable break, amicable, wow, amicable breakups are the most painful. They said, I think this will be an unfavorable one. I fully agree that breakups involving cheating or abuse are emotionally devastating, and I don't want to diminish that. However, breakups due to external circumstances or irreconcilable differences in which the love remains are a unique agony. I mean, wow. So insightful. And I'll say this, like, I almost kind of like being angry, like the anger kind of gets you through it 
some, I don't know, like where, where the choice is obvious, right? Versus when the choice is not so obvious, like that can be, yeah, just more painful. I, I don't know. So I'd be curious what your thoughts are, like what's the most, what, what can be the most painful? This, they said amicable breakups are the most painful. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Um, okay. This next one, competitive swimming is pretty stupid and on way too long during the Olympics. As a person who has been on swim teams and other aquatic sports in my life, I hate swim meets. Participating in them, lifeguarding them, coaching and officiating them, they're way too long. The point of any race is to find out who's the fastest. So why do we need four different styles of swimming to determine this? Front crawl is the fastest by a wide margin. That's why people use it in the freestyle event. We don't have a running backwards or skipping event. If we're, okay, they kind of went on a long point. I've never thought about this because like I already find watching sports to be wildly boring but yeah swimming seems kind of stupid like yeah why do they have so many different strokes that's crazy right where where do you stand on that one I yeah I don't does any do people watch it like are people excited to watch swimming no like not the way they're excited to watch like football right okay anyway I'll move on from that one this next one this is funny most sandwich-esque things taste better completely smushed hamburgers, sandwiches, all that stuff tastes better when it looks like it's been rolled over by a steamroller. My family and friends all look at me like I'm insane when I smush the SHIT out of my burger when that just makes it taste 30 times better. Even Rice Krispies taste so much better when completely compressed. What? (laughs) Um, People were like, I don't even know if this is an opinion people have at all, let alone unpopular opinion. I mean, okay, I just feel like it's easier to eat once you smush it, you know, like it's just like easier. And I, I do love like a club sandwich, you know, and like putting some chips on it and smush it. I, I don't know, like it doesn't need to be completely smushed, but it does have to be smushed. I'm going to agree with that one. Sorry, guys, I'm having fun. I'm going to read a couple more. Okay, Cho- oh, hmm. chopsticks are better for eating salad than a fork and knife. It's just so much easier to grab small pieces of food with chopsticks than to try to chase them around the plate with your fork, especially when you get down to the last pieces of lettuce and they're just too thin for the fork to skewer. Furthermore, everything is already bite-sized, so no need to get a knife involved at all. I couldn't disagree more. I literally could. No. No. I, you guys, chopsticks, I am the person who eats sushi with their hands. I'm not trying to not you know, again, I just, I, I get the whole chopsticks thing. I was not properly trained. I have tried to learn, you know, like I didn't want to be in my twenties on first dates eating sushi with my hands, but I was, and I still eat sushi that way because chopsticks are hard. Um, so the, the, I couldn't disagree more. I would say maybe if you have great chopstick skills, sure, go for it. Um, but I, I do not want chopsticks to become like the replacement for a fork in our country. I am, I'm not trained for that. Let's move on. Let's move on. This is a hot take. Whew. Okay. The love that a dog gives you is the least valuable love on the entire family, on the entire planet. This person said, basically, dogs are exclusively created to love humans and be their slaves. Unlike other animals and pets, you don't need a dog for it to love you. It's enough to be you. It's enough to exist 
for a dog to love you. There are no requirements for his love, which take away all its value. It's like that person who gets along with everyone and is friends with everyone. Their friendship, although it may be good, lacks personal value. This doesn't happen with other animals and pets. You have to bond with them. You have to have a certain personality, a certain aura, a certain way of taking care of them to have them like you. Huh. Okay. I'm reading the comments and someone said, we get it. No one loves you. So someone else said, well, this is certainly unpopular. I, um, yeah, so I, I think they have a point. I wouldn't say that makes their love not valuable. I, it's still very sweet. You know, my dad was actually saying, you know, their, their dog passed away right before Kevin was born. And he was saying like, he still sometimes expects, turbo was his name to like be greeting him at the door like I don't know I I yeah dogs bring a special special love to our lives I get what they're saying and that's the thing about me like I I well I'm like I will never like hard disagree I'm like I hard disagreed on the chopsticks I like but I get I get what they're saying that I don't think that that makes dogs love not valuable um okay Okay, this last one is going to be fitness related and we're going to end on this one. And I, it's kind of funny because I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. Okay, marathons are stupid and selfish. That simple. I don't know of any other events that shut down an entire city and make thousands of people late for work and late getting home for the sake of bragging rights for a couple hundred people who want to show off how shiny and cool. <laughs> if you do marathons, go F yourself and buy yourself a treadmill or do morning runs like a normal person who doesn't need to feed off the adoration of the masses. You self-obsess. Wow. Wow. Okay, this person is angry. So I lived, when I lived in Washington, I lived on a marathon path. And I didn't know it until the first time. The, like I did, I, I guess I just, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to it. Like there, I'm sure they had warning signs, but I just, I, I don't know. I, it wasn't clicking. So I was very shocked the first day I go to try to leave my neighborhood and I literally can't because of a marathon. And I'm like, well, I, I have to go to work. Like, no, I literally, I, wh- what? What am I supposed to do here? Like, how, how could I have even prepared for that? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I do get, <laughs> I get what they're saying. I, I don't, yeah, like marathons I struggle with. Like I just could because I would never want to do one. I do think it's an incredible accomplishment when someone does one. Um, and I would never say the mean things that this person said about them, but like I do find that very annoying when um you know, like I you know what one I like? So the uh it's a fundraiser for cancer. And it's like 24 hours long and you like, they just did it at like a football field and people just walked laps for like all night. And it was like a fun party almost, you know what I'm saying? And like there was tents and you could sleep and like, was it really for life? Is that what it was called? So anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, I, wow. I still can't believe that that was extremely hot take. Um, but I, I do see where they're coming from. I'm curious w- what your guys' thoughts are on that. I will never forget that day that, like, I literally, I can't remember how I got to work or what happened, but it was very stressful. As someone who doesn't know show is never late, like, that was horrifying for me. Um, 
yeah, I didn't like it. So anyway, that's, let's, let's, let's finish on that. I'd love to hear your opinions on the unpopular opinions. You know, even if you disagree with, even if you think chopsticks are a great idea for you to like, Hey, you can disagree with me. That's fine. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I, in the, in the show notes, I'm gonna put a link to the lazy girl low carb. So if you want to kind of eat the way I've been eating, you're, it's, it's easy, you know, yeah. And it's totally free. So feel free. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast, I really think you'd enjoy being my workout buddy every day. So you can sign up for Hit Bodies. Just go to hitbodies.com. I work out live five days a week, 5 a.m. Pacific time, 8 a.m. Eastern time, and the replays are immediately available. So if you don't do it at that time, totally fine. You can do it like a little bit later, okay? Um, I love you so much. Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.